Round one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids sip. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a mouse. Can we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. Touch of madness around here. Hello, everyone, and welcome to DDP Today, a show that is a little about us, a lot about Disney, and fun for the whole family. My name is Joe tonight, and joining me for tonight's show is two of my DDP brethren, Mr. Justin Souter and Mr. Dave Griffiths. Justin, welcome to the show tonight. How are you today? Hey, buddy. I'm good, man. It's good to see you. I uh, hope your Christmas was well. It was uh, it was a cold one here in Charleston. I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit. It was a little bit cold. I was up I-26 from you in Columbia. So, uh, but listen, there's a lot of a lot of people that were worse off than us. Uh, you know, when we were down in South Carolina, <laughs> <laughs> see minus twenty, minus thirty. I know a guy who was uh, complaining on the uh, Facebook about minus twenty six Christmas Day in the Magic Kingdom, but uh, it was better than what we had in South Carolina. But Dave, welcome to the show tonight. How was uh, your Christmas in uh, in the uh, city beautiful? Just to be clear, it wasn't minus 26. It was 26, oh, 26 which I'm puts sorry. it below freezing. Um, and here's my thing. I've said it before and I'll say it again. When it's 104 degrees plus humidity, I, I will acknowledge that, yes, it's hot, but you won't hear me complaining because I reserve the right to complain when it's cold. I don't handle cold. I don't enjoy cold. I don't understand people who do enjoy cold. And I reserve the right to complain. I have not enjoyed the last week's weather in Orlando. <laughs> it is starting to warm up again. And um, this is not in the contract of me living in Orlando, okay? Uh, let me tell you something. I, I, I'm, I'm backing Dave 100%. All of our people who live up north, we love you. Yes, you're tougher than we are. We get it. But for us, this is not appropriate. I look like Cousin Eddie on Christmas morning uh, with a hairdryer falling in my pipes for my hot water tank. I have a tankless outside so we could have hot water because... We just don't get this type of stuff. Now I have a heating pad wrapped around my pipes outdoors, um, and it's still running, uh, so that way I don't have to deal with this nonsense ever again. I, I'm telling you, Dave, 26 degrees is just inappropriate. It should never happen ever again uh, in the state of Florida, South Carolina. We got to do a wind chill of 6 degrees. That's insane. That's, not for me. No, that's just offensive, okay? That is not okay under anybody's... We did like, get in the hot tub, though. Just to, just to say we did it. Just you know, we to, got in the hot tub. Yeah. Uh, is that like getting in the hot tub when you visit the snow? <laughs> yes, 100%. That's what it is, yeah. Cool, because I've never done that But because I don't <laughs> visit snow. But I'm, I'm a, I've watched enough movies to know that that's a thing. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you the the cold down in the south is definitely different. It's damp. It's it's nasty. If somebody grew up in New Jersey, I, I've had twenty degree weather. It wasn't that. It's it's different down south, man. So it's the I, wind. Yeah, it's the wind was not fun. I was standing in Magic Kingdom watching fireworks on. It must have been Christmas Day. Yeah, and it was not fun. Not fun at all. The wind, like it was just bitterly cold. I had 
two pairs of socks, thermal long leggings on, um, my work trousers. I had two undershirts, um, a business shirt, a vest, a trench coat, gloves, and I was still cold. I yep. Cool. I wanted to see, does, All right. do the plaids have VIP winter coats? We have a long trench coat that we wear. Okay. I was always wondering about that. The yeah, second, it's, the just, sec- it's just a navy blue trench coat. The second thing We I look want- kind of like we're in a like mafia mob movie or something, <laughs> but yeah. The second thing I want to ask you, Dave, was since you were there, is we saw people posting pictures in the Magic Kingdom Christmas Day at 26 degrees, not minus 26, and it, was, it looked empty. Was it that empty because of the weather i or, mean or it was crowded. the coldest it was the coldest christmas day in orlando in more than 20 years um i think probably first thing in the morning it was probably a diminished uh, amount of people that were like we're going to met Ooh, maybe we're not going to magic kingdom this morning so uh i have no doubt that it probably had an impact um i mean it's magic kingdom on Christmas morning, it's maybe you were just anticipating it being busier, um, or maybe some strategic photos to imply that things were not quite as busy. But yeah, I mean, there were people there. I was there. It was a thing. <laughs> I did Magic Kingdom in the morning and Magic Kingdom by the evening again. I came back. I don't at think least I, I don't miss. I no. wouldn't miss it, Justin. Would you miss it? No, me. I would not miss it at all. And at least when this episode drops for Patreon on New Year's Day. Um, it will be 70 degrees here in Charleston. I'm sure it'll be like 75 down in Orlando. Beautiful. So it's, that's, that's the way it's supposed to be, Joe. That's the Absolutely. way it's supposed uh-huh. to be. Well, like everything else, we're turning the page in the weather, and we're also turning the page on a new year. So with this show tonight, we all thought we were in our little group chat, and we're discussing what kind of topic are we going to talk about tonight. And with the new year coming around, 2023, the end of the 50th anniversary is kind of coming around the corner. Disney 100 is starting. This would be a perfect segue to talk about what is new with coming to Walt Disney World and even the Disneyland Resort a little bit in 2023. And I think this is very appropriate, Dave, because this week we got the return of one of our beloved attractions in the Magic Kingdom, the Magic Kingdom Railroad. Oh, I've already ridden it. Um, I, I was, I was on board. Um, one of my guests, uh, I'm trying to remember, oh, that must've been uh, Christmas day as well. Christmas day, we, uh, did a bunch of rides in the morning and, um, and they were like, oh, what about the train? And I was like, oh, we'll just finish in fantasy land and we'll take it round to the front of the park because we can do that again. And it was so much fun. It was great. Um, they're painted, they're beautiful. They're, uh, they've had, four years to make sure they're working correctly <laughs> and uh, um and they were it was a wonderful ride on on christmas morning yeah i definitely think uh with the the opening of the magic kingdom road we, we anticipate so many new things that are going to open that are coming to disney in 20 disney world in 2023 and i think this is why this is a perfect uh segue into tonight's topic which is the top things that we are looking forward to in 2023 and the first one on my list is something that We've been all waiting, and it's, it's one of the reasons why the Walt Disney World Railroad had shut down, is I think we're finally getting a date for the opening of Tron Light Cycle Run in the Magic Kingdom. Uh, it's scheduled to open April of 2023. I personally am super excited about this attraction. I love the Tron uh, franchise. I love the original Tron, that movie. If you haven't seen it yet, it is a breakthrough of technology from the early 80s. Um, 
of just how they used to make movies with like the, the digital technology. It's it's a great storyline. I loved it. It's super retro eighties, and I think you will you will enjoy the the attraction even more if you're seeing it. I'm looking forward to Tron, guys. What are your thoughts about finally seeing Tron like Cycle Run open up in the Magic Kingdom? Well, happy birthday to me. Uh, April's my birthday month, and so uh, that'll be cool, man, to go down and and hopefully be able to ride Tron uh, around the time. I'll be down there for spring break. Um, Dave, we're actually doing um, we're actually doing Disney Universal, and then we're going over to Vero for like three days. And so I'm super. Ooh. I know Joe, you That's are a huge, smart. Move. You, I think we're all three a huge fan of Vero. Like yeah. that place is awesome. Um, I, I'm I'm really happy because look. There is like this spell over the Magic Kingdom that when something gets announced, there is ultimate delays that are going to happen. Like it, it seems like some of the other parks, stuff gets announced, gets built, gets gets released on time. I mean, this was announced five years ago. Five years. That's a really long time for <laughs> like, and I know that COVID <laughs> impacted it and pushed it back, but I've been saying um, for months now that like. If you asked me the week leading up to D23 last year, what was it, when this would open, I thought we would have been open by um, November 11th, uh, holiday weekend. I thought we were going to be open uh, and running by then. And then they were like, and it's coming in spring. And we all went, wait, what? Uh, okay. So, um, and have we had April as the confirmed release of it i assumed that's when it was i mean that's what's being reported online is april okay. of 2023 i mean i think this i is, mean it's probably kind of coinciding with the closure of splash mountain i mean there will be a few months where they're not overlapping but it's this will help kind of suck up i some have of a the, theory i have a theory that they'll aim for april 1st not for a uh april fool's day joke but because uh april 1st or maybe even march 31st uh mm -hmm. will be the end of the 18 month celebration which means they will be able to bookend um with ratatouille opened on october 1st of 2021 and 18 months later to the day tron opened so um that would be my guess if i was in charge of marketing yeah, no, it's it's super genius. I I think you're right. I think, and plus, I, whenever you're, I think we'll get an official date shortly. Um, and you're that's, that's once a again huge... just a quick disclaimer. I am totally guessing, and if that yeah, proves yeah, yeah. true, I am a genius. I don't actually know anything. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, did you guys see too? I I I was happy to kind of see this, and I want to get your opinion on it. That Tron, you know, it's it's kind of a exact duplicate of its of its sister uh, over in. Uh, Asia, but Shanghai. Yeah, Shanghai. Um, but they they are putting in a different seating uh, arrangement for the very last car uh, on Tron. It's going to have a uh, normal upright roller coaster seating option with a traditional lap bar in the last car only on every car. Um, so kind of interesting, uh, Dave. I mean, that's that's something we don't see a lot on Disney attractions. It's not. I mean. I like it though because now it. I think it opens the door. Look, I, I think we learned from Flight of Passage that you know you can't accommodate everybody, and now by doing that, instead of someone having that moment where they might be embarrassed, they can't ride the attraction. They do have a seating option. 
They do. Um, and we have seen that at Flight of, Tra uh, Flight of Passage, and we know that the way that this attraction will hold you in place uh, is similar. I remember sitting on uh, a bike that was in uh, Tomorrowland about, I don't know, four and a half years ago, uh, where they were like, this is the cool bike you're going to get to ride on Tron when it's released in a year. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> but um, so, yeah, we know that that is a similar way of holding you in the attraction. Um, I mean, you're always going to have limitations no matter what. We still see people that don't fit into, uh, what am I thinking of, uh, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Uh, is quite restrictive. There's, um, uh, it's not a large vehicle that you get to ride in. Um, but yeah, so it'll be interesting to see. And maybe that's more of an accommodation to our demographic versus uh, Shanghai. Let's word it like that in a polite way. Joe, can I get your opinion? Sure. All right. I love my, I love my girls. I love Katie and I love Riley. When Riley was little... We would get on attractions like the Haunted Mansion or Little Mermaid, and we would all sit in the same car, right? And it was adorable. Riley would sit between us, all the room in the world, Nemo, same thing. Fast forward, now Riley's 10, bigger kid. Katie and Riley still want to ride in the same car. So now I'm in this thing, and we are squeezed in like sardines in a can trying to ride these attractions. I need a good way to bring it up to them to just say, hey, I love you. Let's get two ride vehicles now. You know what I mean? You just got to say, just ride with your mom. You don't get to see oh, her that often. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Mom's at work Do all the time. you know who the cool parent is here? <laughs> I, I know <laughs> that. I'm just, <laughs> just trying to get something to work for you, man. That's why I'm in a bad spot because it's either, all right, Ryan, you can ride with me, Katie, you're on your own. Listen, or I just have to be. When I, went to, when I went to a very Merry Christmas party a couple weeks ago, I was there with my wife and my sister-in-law. My sister-in-law, my wife doesn't see very often because she's in Columbia, South Carolina. So I was the, literally the third wheel that night riding in the vehicles behind them. So I was literally in uh, Buzz Lightyear with both guns trying to do a Dave and score. Yes. Them. Did you max them both? I maxed out one and then I got like halfway to the second one. So so you failed. I did fail, but I'm getting better. <laughs> yeah. So by the time I probably figured it out to be under a refurb. But uh, that's kind of so. I understand what you're uh, you're just coming from, Justin, because I did experience that a few years, a few uh, weeks ago. That's for sure. Yeah, and then you look like it just just you're by yourself on on all the all the ride vehicle photos. So you know, but it, but then again, I'm comfortable. So I don't know. I just wanted to bring that up. See anybody else out there? Comment on the Facebook group, uh, DDP Today Facebook family, and what? let us know how old is Riley? How you guys ride. Rides ten. Maybe oh, she's already ten. Maybe for like her next birthday, you need like a hey. At age 11, you get to ride on your own oh, on everything. We've had a moment in this house, boys, where, see, Katie works nights. Like, she's working tonight at the hospital, where Riley would sleep with me whenever, you know. But we're like, all right, you're you're getting to be a little bit older now. You got to sleep in your own bed. So this is a transition phase in our house of, of uh, some, some rough nights, you know, ahead, where mm. Katie worked last night, tonight, and tomorrow night. And so... Um, but we're working towards it. So th the separation of uh, of riding alone may not work with this kid. So we'll see. Well, the other thing that we'll see about, we're going to shift gears and we're going to go over to Epcot. And one of the other 
areas that's been under refurb for a really long time is the giant crater in Future World. Uh, we're going to get, <laughs> I'm going to always call it Future World, guys, and it's always going to be the crater. Uh, Journey of Water, inspired by Moana. We just saw the one of the topiaries go uh, that was just recently released uh, this past week. Uh, some really good photographs of like, you know, Moana with uh, Spaceship Earth in the background, but this is scheduled to open late of 2023. Um, I don't think out of besides the uh, the festival pavilion in that area, this area's got uh, it's I think the work has got them along pretty well. I mean, I would think this might open up. I would maybe hope the summertime, not late 2023. It looks like it's going along really well. So we're finally to get Moana journey uh, of water. Uh, not sure how it totally fits in future world, but that's where it's going to be a walkthrough attraction. Uh, guys, what are your thoughts on Moana uh, coming to the experimental prototype community of tomorrow? Um, are we still calling it Future World as I we move into that? It's, it's, a, it's a bad habit, Dave. And I get that it's still going to be MGM, but I think at some point we need to start adopting new terminology. There's too many neighborhoods, so. man. It's too many neighborhoods. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, like uh, a great... Um, as you said, it has looked like a crater, which is a nicer way of saying what I've been describing it as for the last (laughs) couple of years. So, um, and because mine is probably not politically correct and, um, and it's great to see it's starting to near completion, um, and moving in that direction. We're starting to see edges of some building esque elements starting to poke their heads over those giant walls in the middle of it. Um, and it, Epcot just needs to flow again. Like it's such a rat race getting around, uh, that old future world area. Um, and so it, we do need that flow and I'm very excited for this to just open up the access into, and the, the ability to cut across, uh, Epcot. Joe, how's that work with marathon weekend with, uh, cause the running pass go through Epcot for multiple races. Will that be affected at all? I'm sure they'll they'll move. There, you know, there's move been stuff there's there. been more because it, the the route's not going to change from the previous three years or four years. Um, there's a little more time backstage behind uh, Imagination uh, okay. in that kind of area, but um, and I think by, by the seas, but it's it just routed a different way. It goes routes to the right, and it will pass between Creations. Uh, sh- no, actually, it goes past Creations Shop and the Creations Eatery down that way, and then you make a right uh, where like the wheelchair area is and that's kind of where the finish line is so it doesn't really affect it too much Uh, i know it probably would affect more the uh the five and ten k courses but yeah for marathon it's not really gonna make a big deal because it's they've had that course established already it'll actually be fantastic when this is finished if they could route the course through this area i don't know that'd be really that's what i was gonna get to that'd be be amazing i don't know if the the walkways are how wide open the walkways are gonna be if it's gonna be a tripping hazard if they're gonna be kind of like more narrow but if that is the case where you can route it through there that would be epic that'd be really cool well i love that they took the idea like water's always had a place in in epcot i mean i even as a kid i loved going up you know, and playing with the water fountains up there by Figment and, and all that kind of stuff where the, you know, the lily pads and where they're jumping. And like, I've, I've always loved that. I love the backwards waterfall um, there. Like, I, I think if, I think it fits, I, I've been very vocal over the years about too much IP in Epcot. Um, but then again, it's really bringing in guests. And I think that's something Disney's been smart with is they understand that, hey, Epcot was for many, many years not an approachable park for children. Like it just wasn't. When we were young, Joe, it was my least favorite park. I hated it. You know, yeah. I just didn't want to go. Now, 
Epcot is a full day park and it gives not only the parents something to do with World Showcase, but it gives them an excuse to get the kids over there for Moana, you know, for uh, for Figment, for, you know, uh, Frozen, like all that good stuff. So I, I, I'm coming on board little by little and I think this is going to be a pretty unique experience. It's not just throwing another dark ride in to where we're getting to see Moana with something uh, kind of in our own element. So really, really cool. If I, if I could pick it, if I could actually move this somewhere else, I would have loved to have seen this incorporated in Adventureland somehow in the Magic mm-hmm. Kingdom, especially with like the Moana theme rooms at the Polynesian, like kind of correlating those two things. I think it would have been fit awesome there or like had like another area. Um, maybe the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse is kind of maybe a little outdated. You do something with that. I don't know. I think it would have fit in awesome in Adventureland. Um, but, you know, we got an Epcot. But Moana is a great film. I love it. Um, it's actually so if it, they're going to squeeze in any IP in there, I, I could deal with Moana. It doesn't really uh, doesn't really affect me too much. But dealing with that same area and staying in Epcot, uh, this is actually what I'm pretty excited about. And I think this is going to be very popular when it does come out uh, is the uh, the Dreamers Point and the Walt statue that's going to be uh, kind of in the shadows of Spaceship Earth. I think this is going to be a very big uh, spot for pictures. I mean, we all love the partner statue in the Magic Kingdom. I even love the statue of Roy, uh, you know, with Minnie on Main Street. I mean, I've got many pictures there before. Um, I just think this is going to be a really cool spot for photos with families. Uh, again, scheduled to open late 2023. I feel like I've, I feel like the statue might be done. And it was on display somewhere, but mm-hmm. maybe the area isn't. Uh, finished yet hoping it comes earlier uh in the summertime possibly but uh your guys thoughts on um the dreamers point area and the statue of vault coming to epcot i'm ex- I, I am so excited for this like this like the partner statue is so iconic and so you know behind cinderella castle it's probably the second most photographed spot in central florida i would say um it is everyone who gets a picture in front of cinderella castle typically does it with the partner statue behind them this gives, you know, Epcot was always Walt's uh, vision, his dream. Was it exactly like it is now? Of course not. But still, I think it's something he'd be very proud of if he could see it today. And now to have him there kind of overlooking what has been built because of his original dream, I think it's super special. And not just that, the entire area for me where the Dreamer's Point's going to be is, I think, needed. I really think that's a, that was an underutilized space prior to this. Um, whenever you talk about getting the uh, Communicore Hall and Communicore Plaza and all that kind of stuff. I mean, if we get anything like the renderings we got at, at D23 years ago when they announced this, uh, it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be a place I think a lot of people are going to want to watch um, Harmonious and Nighttime Spectaculars, you know, the new one coming uh, coming soon, um, all that kind of stuff. So I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about it. I, anytime you put Walt into anything or you put the Fab Five into anything, I am down. Like, I think it's a great addition to Disney World in, in general. Yeah, I mean, it's a great tie back to a, a, a grand tradition of the Disney company having these pivotal statues uh, near their entry locations and their central hub locations. Um, and as Justin said, a wonderful opportunity to acknowledge the the dream that was that um i love partners obviously i love sharing the magic with roy and minnie uh sharing the magic is just a beautiful moment uh that our guests get to participate in and be present for and another opportunity to see walt uh staring across um at a dream of his is uh definitely definitely an incredible opportunity you know, you know someone, this happened, Joe. I'm you know sorry, this happened because, because of me, right? I mean, I, I don't doubt that at all. 
Okay, so here's what happened. I've told this story before. The table that is in uh, the boardwalk. What's the art shop right there? Um, you know what I'm talking about. The, oh, the, the one downstairs uh, yeah. by, the, by the green, yes. Yeah. So anyway, there's tables in there. Those tables, they were on display at, uh, at the arts festival for the first year they ever did arts festival. And the artist was there. And I talked to him and I said, I'd like a, I'd like a table, but I just want it of, of Walt, like in pivotal moments. You know what I mean? Like, like all that kind of stuff. I was like, something you could do. He's like, yeah, we could probably do that. I have to reach out to the family make sure that we can, we can work out the licensing and do all that kind of stuff. We can, we can probably work it out. I was like, okay, how much are we talking? He was like, for the licensing fees and everything, you're probably looking about 160,000. And so Justin said, I'll take two. And I said, well, Um, I said, no. And then I, I remember whispering as I walked away, you should just do a partners or a statue at, at, at Epcot and call it dreamers point. And I think they overheard. Definitely. Yeah. 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 There's cameras everywhere and there's microphones everywhere. We, we know everything. Sure. Yeah. You know, that's the one thing though, seriously, I love about this statue though. And Dave, I don't know if you feel this way because you deal with guests every day and interact with them and and same thing, Justin with you in, in your business, but it seemed like Walt Disney world has gotten slimmed down to Disney and the park was the Roy named the park Walt Disney world. And there's a whole generation that people don't even realize that it's Walt Disney world and who Walt Disney was and who this guy was. And it's not just some guy holding Mickey Mouse's hand. So the more references we could have to, you know, the great Walt Disney, I think is better because sometimes it just gets, you know, watered down and just going, I'm going to Disney or I'm at, I'm at Disney right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I, I love more references to Walt in the park. We always say that when we talk about one man's dream in the studios, like, this is here because of Walt's vision and Roy's execution. But I mean, that's why it's here. So the more references to that, I feel is the better. And I think that's awesome. So I agree. Speaking of awesome and we're staying in. So what, when I saw this next announcement come out, I thought it was awesome because we're going to get staying in Epcot right now, a new nighttime spectacular. Yes. Harmonious is going away. (laughs) I am one of those that is happy about that. I know some are not, but we are getting a new, Nighttime Spectacular at Epcot, opening late twenty three, late 2023. A lot to look forward to in 2023, as we can see that. Um, but yes, Harmonious will be replaced. I think we're getting Epcot Forever back for a little bit, I believe. Mm-hmm. But um, we will be getting a new show. Don't know if this show is going to um, use the barges <laughs> that are out in the middle of the lagoon. I assume they would. They spent a lot of time putting those there. But uh, a brand new show. I'm sure Imagineers are working really hard on that. Guys. Uh, just I know Harmonious has grown on you. Dave, I'm not really sure if you're for it or against it uh, or if you like it, but what are your guys' thoughts on a new – well, first of all, anything new is always good. Harmonious has had a little bit of a mixed reaction, so I don't think we're going to see a lot of people making the trip for the final illuminations like I did. I went down for the final show, showing of illuminations. I will be there for the final Harmonious. I love Harmonious, okay. and I need you to stop talking, Joe, because like his uh, Harmonious – was this great I, I love it because it hits some Disney music, it hits some Disney IP, um, and it hits the uh the new global theme of Epcot that we're that we're continuing to work towards. And there are moments where I dislike social media 
uh, a lot, and this is one of them. Like everybody, like was so quick to pan so many different things that came about as part of our fiftieth, and uh, and they they shouted and hooted and hollered about this and that, and they just felt they needed to pick on everything, and they should have stopped talking uh, and left Harmonious alone. I love it. I have loved it since the first viewing of it. Justin, it's, it's the greatest nighttime show at Walt Disney World right now. Well, that, that's not much competition, okay? <laughs> like you got <laughs> Let me give it that, okay? Let me give it that award, okay? It's the greatest uh, nighttime and, show yep. at Walt Disney World. Right Once now. again, that's like being the tallest dwarf, like well, exactly. like you. <laughs> Here's the thing. Um, one, I read that Disney has confirmed they will be tearing the barges down, Joe. Okay. Um, what about the Stargate? I that I don't know. It just said barges. So to the go tacos from, are going. They should. They said uh, should be um, gone. Which is for the insanity. One. They worked <laughs> so hard to build those things. The infrastructure that was created for a show that lasted eighteen months. That is. Uh, that's like saying, "Ah, we're getting rid of Fantasmic. We built this giant coliseum for it, but now nah, it's fine. We don't I'm, need it." I'm I'm fine with it. So here's the thing. Um, Epcot Forever was the worst nighttime spectacular ever, ever done. And here's why. Mm, here's yeah. why. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Here's yeah. why. Because it only <laughs> plays to people like Joe and I. Because even that for you, true. Dave, growing up, you were not in Epcot as a kid. And so you would listen to the music. I remember taking Katie to see Epcot Forever for the first time and Riley, and they're like, she's like, what music is this? Like, this makes no right. sense to me. Like, this doesn't affect, it doesn't have that personal touch to, to, I would say, legitimately, 70% of guests, 80% of guests. It does not have a, a personal touch to them. That's why Epcot Forever was horrible. So we'll get it back. We can, I'm like that we're getting it back, though, because then we can all boo it loudly so it knows you no, know what it, it. what it deserves. There's some good songs in there, man. Boo. For no. you and I, yes, but, you know, for other guests. I'm excited about the new show. I Look. I like Harmonious a lot. I think they did a Love really good job with it. But the barges for me are just such an eyesore during the day that I I will um, give up I can, Harmonious. I can understand that. Yeah, I'll give up Harmonious just to get rid of those. So I'll say this, and let me get your guys' take on this. If we had Harmonious without the barges, so take the music, um, lasers, fireworks, maybe take... I know that's a big part of the show. I get that, but... If you could incorporate some of that without the barges, do you think it would be different? Do you think the barges affected so many people? They had a negative opinion right off the bat, ruined the skyline. I don't want to see it, and I don't care what it is. Do you think that had a major effect on it? I think it did for me a little bit. 100%. 100%. Uh, Yeah, well, it definitely did. Because the show is not bad. I think think they... The music is excellent. Like, that... um, Oh, her name escapes me right now, and that annoys me. But that female violinist who plays the uh, the uh, brave theme, sisters, stunning, absolutely incredible. They're sisters, and I, that's the yeah, one thing. Them. That's the one thing they got me with was when they did the um, Disney Plus live version during the fireworks show with all of the performers. They brought them into Epcot. That was incredible because the, I love the fact that they said, we're going to take Coco and the music, we're going to do it in both Spanish and English, like during the show. You know, and we're going to bring in these cultures and we're going to bring in these languages and we're going to implement it all. They do such a good job because that's really what World Showcase and Epcot is about. And I love that about Harmonious. But with that said, man, it's just awful to see the view 
of of World Showcase and those barges during the day. And Joe, I really think, man, I think I know the overall I think idea was, hey, we're gonna have these nice water features in the middle of the lagoon, but it didn't pan, you know, pan out. It just it, for me, I'll give up one of the you know one of the great shows to get rid of that. No, I agree. I mean, I really miss. There's we we're all giant Disney fans. We're all super fans. I there's nothing better than walking around the World Showcase Promenade and just seeing all the different countries across. And you're not getting that right now. So, I mean, that's a whole separate conversation for another day. I mean, I do miss that as well, like the clear lagoon area. But, you know, maybe I said if you said those, I haven't seen a report, but I believe you that those things are be gone. I think that's fantastic. And you know what? It's something new. It's a new show. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what the Imagineers come up with, you know. Uh, would, I know I know we disagree on that a little bit, you know, but... It, it would be, Joe, like if we had the crane year-round. Yeah. Yeah, that would be really bad. Uh, I, I love would, Cinderella's magical crane. I love Cinderella's magical crane, magical too. Crane but the magical the part is that it goes away and comes back a lot like Elf. My so. favorite part is saying that to a small child who looks... <laughs> who goes, what's the crane? And I'm like, that's Cinderella's magical crane. Don't say it with such disdain. It's an integral part of the story. Do you not remember? My goodness. <laughs> watching their face it's the best oh dear i know we disagreed on that one um you know you guys were very pro harmonious i was kind of a little indifferent to it um i could 100 percent guarantee and i know our ddp family listening out there will understand this that dave and myself and justin will all disagree well we'll me and dave will definitely disagree on this one and i think this is one of the most exciting things coming to walt disney world next year and that is the mascot of Epcot, Figment Meet and Greet, coming in 2023. Epcot's mascot, our little favorite purple dragon. We're finally getting to meet and greet. Uh, I'll start with Justin first. <laughs> Justin. No, come to me because... <laughs> Dave, what are you... Okay, I, you I'm first. A, I don't think... If we disagree, that means you're not excited for it. Oh, I'm super excited, but I know we think it's the mascot of Epcot. No, you're a no. Oh, uh, I. You can call it that all you want. That a stupid <laughs> opinion held by millions is still a stupid <laughs> opinion. You can't just suddenly decide something is a mascot. Uh, the icon of Epcot is, of course, Spaceship Earth, and she looks stunning. And you Sweet. should not try to take that away from her. Um, so, um, any meet and greet which our guests connect with, I am all about and very excited for um your your branding and marketing of particular things needs some work and uh and research and understanding but um i am definitely excited for another amazing uh meet and greet opportunity for our guests this we don't get to meet the mascot of parks very often and now no. we get to and that's fantastic figment here's what i love for years joe we would all chat behind the scenes and even on shows about Oh man, Figment, I mean, that attraction, it may be hanging on by a thread. It's going and dude, every year you want to talk about a little like a little uh 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 you know, figment of imagination that just sticks around. I mean, he doesn't go anywhere. He has only gotten bigger and bigger and bigger every year, more merch on the shelves, and now we're getting a meet and greet. I mean, before we know it. He's taking over other parks. He's going to be in in Hollywood Studios. He's going to be over in Animal Kingdom. You know, he's going to be all over the place. I I am going to say it right now. Twenty twenty three is going to be the year of Figment. It's going to happen. Absolutely, it's going to be a little crossover. Seeing Figment uh, hanging around Animal Kingdom. You know, the rest of the animals there. I, I actually envision this being a uh, a Genie Plus attraction. 
Like, yeah, for example, so. when you had the meet and greets mm-hmm. with the princesses uh, yep. back in the day, this is definitely going to be because the lines for this. Okay, they lined up eight hours for a popcorn bucket. Mm-hmm. To actually meet Figment is going to be unbelievable. So I am super stoked about this. Uh, I think it's great that it's coming to Epcot. I, I am excited for it. I am hopeful uh, that it continues. And and I say this from the point of view uh, that I've said everything with regard to Figment. Um, and that is that so many of our... How do I say this nicely about him? Like I want to say older guests... <laughs> Yeah, that, I feel that describes Joe. Cool. Um, connect with <laughs> um, connect with Figment. He um, he is a link to a nostalgic era of Epcot, um, and as a result, we see so many people, yes, lining up for a popcorn bucket, and um, and then we continued to have the popcorn bucket available um, after that initial line of craziness happened. Um, And over the next couple of months, um, it became something that nobody was interested in. Nobody was buying. And I'm hopeful that uh, the support for our figment meet and greet uh, can continue so that it can stick around. Um, My fear is that, the younger generations, the younger groups of people coming to Epcot do not connect with it. And we're going to see an initial, oh my goodness, this is a meet and greet for a figment. Oh my goodness, this is amazing. This is incredible. Yes, put it on Genie Plus. Yes, it's going to be a thing. And then it might unfortunately die off. Um, I'm hopeful that doesn't happen, um, but it, it is my concern. Two things. One, um, we've seen what you're talking about multiple other times. Like Baymax is a perfect example, like meet and greet. Yep. Not, but not Duffy. really popular anymore. It's Anna like that Elsa. kind of stuff. Um, yeah. Anna no, Elsa still gets a good crowd. No, yeah, but, but, still but not, a, not six hours though. Like it used yeah. to be. Yeah. But that was more a, an availability issue. Yeah. Uh, that had nothing to do with that. That was more to do with, uh, rotations of, um, availability of, uh, Anna and Elsa for the meet and greet was causing a giant delay. But you got to think too, man. Um, you know, like we said, there's certain, certain ones who've done that and they've moved on. We don't see them in the parks anymore. The only time you really see like a genie plus needed is the Mickey meet and greet there in magic kingdom. Uh, it really, I mean, that stays 40, 50 minutes, sometimes even an hour. Um, I do expect this when it opens, like Joe said, it's going to, it's going to be on genie plus. You're going to be able to get it. Does it die down? Maybe. But then again, we see Mickey and Hollywood Studios sometimes at a 15-minute wait. It's it's just because Mickey is on Main Street that he is so, you know, and in Magic Kingdom, that he's so wanted. Um, two, this is, doesn't really have anything to do, but you were mentioning popcorn buckets. Did you see that this week Disney has come out and said they are uh, outlawing reselling, resellers um, for merchandise? I don't know how they're going to... I don't know if they're going to re- revoke passes. I would say that's how they're going to do it if they find you online reselling merch. Um, but they are—they have said starting immediately, they are completely getting rid of Disney resellers. I love that. I mean, yeah, I it just came out this the week. The best thing Disney has done in 2022, 
And that includes bringing back Hoopty Doo. This is like, that is incredible news. Like, that is outstanding. We have spoken on this show at length about our disgust for it. Um, there are very vocal members of our listeners out there on our Facebook group that um, have agreed with us. Uh, this is great news. Um, very exciting. Let me give you, um, let me I had give not you... seen that. Uh, oh man, hold on. Let me take back what I said. It looks like it's only Tokyo Disney Resort right oh. now. Well, they usually try things okay. out right overseas, yeah. Dave, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm good with that. I'm good with that. That's a step in the right direction. That's yep. that's yep. So, okay. Um, now they it's o- are OLC, so that's not really technically Disney doing that. But is that OLC? I guess making that decision. I, I um, you know, I guess if it works out, the Disney Disney will. Probably invoke. It'll be interesting because, Correct. because you know, Dave, I was saying if this did go into effect, you know, a big problem recently has been marathon weekend merchandise. And now they're starting uh. to do they're starting to do the virtual queues. And because if you weren't there the first day on Wednesday when the expo opened, all of the good swag. Now there was some stuff that was pre-ordered for Marathon Weekend, but the resellers would come in and buy all the jackets up all and you would have to go on eBay and find it. If you got there for to say you're running just a marathon on Sunday and you got there Friday, there was nothing left. So if this that's was a, a thing, that's... it's it's kind of a shame. It, it really is. So, um, and it's really funny because I've run some major races like the New York City Marathon twice, Chicago, and that's not a thing at those those expos. So go figure. But um, if this was going to be going into effect, I would be curious to see if they were going to enforce it over Marathon Weekend. But I guess we'll have to see I what just they want, do over in Japan. I just want Disney to do a thing where they order like twice as much as they normally do, mm-hmm. and then let these people buy literally thousands of dollars worth of it and then still have plenty available for everyone and then let these people sit there with just $10,000 worth of merch going, do how do I get rid now? of this? It's like that awful <laughs> like, person that bought all the hand sanitizer at the start of COVID. They bought like right? $25,000 worth of, and then they were like, yeah, you can't resell that. Um, so so much fun. The under so here's how Tokyo Disney put it. They actually added it to their user agreement um, when you ah. purchase a ticket. So mm. now it's in a new section called prohibited acts, and the new policy reads: purchasing products or souvenirs for the purpose of resale. Um, and they have effectively banned buying merchandise for reselling later. New policy going to effect Wednesday, December twenty first, twenty twenty two. In addition, the violation of this paragraph shall be reasonably determined by the company based on rational grounds, is what it says. It says it doesn't at this time um, know exactly how they're going to be, how Disney will enforce and what punishment there will be. But um, it, death. Uh, oh, sorry. We ha- it says we have seen guests from Walt well, Disney World, Disneyland, Disneyland Paris, all across the world hoarding Disney merchandise for reselling. I would say they're going to try it there, and if it if it takes effect, then bring it around to the other parks. I, at least I hope bring they bring it on. Yeah. No disagreement whatsoever. No, I definitely think, I think it's a good move. Like I said, I, I've heard of them trying, uh, at least the Walt Disney company trying things in like Paris first or, or, or over in Asia. So maybe it'll work its way over to, uh, to, to Orlando. So, and to Anaheim. So, uh, so speaking of Anaheim and things working their way over to Orlando, uh, another one I, I think a lot of super fans are really excited about is the addition of the Hatbox Ghost to the Haunted Mansion that's coming to uh, Walt Disney World in late 2023. And um, 
Yeah, I mean, it's a beloved character that we don't have in uh, in Walt Disney World. And uh, the fact that it's going to be added, I know this was being asked for by fans for a long time. So, guys, what are your thoughts on uh, the Hatbox Ghost being added to uh, the uh, Haunted Mansion? It's it's long overdue. Um, it's Look, the, Magi- or the Haunted Mansion has a lot of iconic characters. The Hatbox Ghost, for me, is one of the greatest. You want to talk about, we were just talking about merchandise. You want to talk about when, this, when the Hatbox Ghost comes to uh, the Magic Kingdom? There is going to be some merchandise that is going to be, I think, incredible. Um, I remember, you know, Trader Sam's does the tiki mugs, um, and it usually comes out like September, stuff like that. And the first one they came out with was the Hatbox Ghost, and I got my hands on one, and just they're they're incredible. I mean, I I love the character, I love the effect. I I think it's it's long overdue. So I and that's look. There's a reason, Joe. I say that although I'm a Disney World kid. Disneyland attractions nine out of ten times are better than Walt Disney World. Yeah, I mean they're definitely there are some original like for example Pirates of the Caribbean is definitely better in Disneyland. Double the length, correct? Space Mountain, I hate to say it, is better in Disneyland than it is in Walt Disney World. I mean it's much smoother. Yeah, Splash Mountain is the only one that is better in Walt Disney World, (laughs) and it's closing. It's closing. Splash Mountain in Anaheim is awful. Uh, you need a you need a rain suit to ride. The thing. So, Dave, your thoughts on the Hatbox Ghost? Uh, all about it. Uh, excited for uh, once again any addition, anything that uh, engages the guests and um, gives them something they love. Um, it gives a traditional favorite ride in Walt Disney World. Something new, a new reason to ride it, a new thing to be looking out for. Um, like, I, I'm all about it. I mean, at Haunted Mansion doesn't need another excuse to have a long queue, but sure, let's give it one anyway. Um, uh, while we're on the subject of Anaheim, like, it's because so much of the creative teams are um are focused out there imagineering is focused out there so like it's the hey well let's let's put some stuff in the the one down the street oh yeah our cousin on the other side of the continent needs something as well we should probably think about that next november um like it's just there's so often we've seen it as an afterthought um or an upsetting conversation. Um, I have a friend who uh, works in a department that uh, interacts with a number of these developmental elements, um, has literally seen the Grogu robot, um, the animatronic, um, moving around, uh, moving around um, the office here in Orlando and where it was developed. And then they announced it at D23 that it was coming exclusively to Anaheim initially. And everybody here was losing their mind going, what? We, this is our thing. It's being built and developed here in Orlando and it's going to Disneyland first. So it is a little bit of a frustrating issue sometimes with those things. Um, uh, but it is what it is. Now, Dave, do you think it's actually better that like the parks have some differences? Like, for example, I love Cars Land, right? Love it. We don't have it here in Orlando. But when I know I go out to Anaheim, I got Cars Land out there. You know what I mean, so it, do you think it's something that where it's good to have some differences between the two parks, even though 
is, attractions are similar, but there are some, you know, there are kind of big differences that does that do kind of separate. Definitely, them. definitely a great thing. Um, changing up a Tower of Terror and giving people a similar ride experience, but letting them have different themes and storylines to experience in that. Um, we were, we were facing challenges of people going, Oh, I don't need to ride tower of terror at Disneyland because I've ridden it at, at Disney world and vice versa. And you're like, no, ride the rides. So if it gives people a different experience, um, or a new reason to, uh, experience something, mix it up and keep it interesting. Like, um, I, I have no problem with any of that. All right. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, I think it's great. I mean, uh, the last one, you know, there's so many, there's a bunch of other things that are still uh, coming up. I mean, there's some uh, updates to the resorts, a couple of new restaurants opening here, there, just a couple. Oh, can I do one honorable mention yes. before we so, move yeah, into so, the final one? So we're going to do one more, Dave, and then we'll do the honorable mentions. The last one I'm going to get to, and it's at Magic Kingdom, and then we will do the honorable mentions. Uh, happily, the return of Happily Ever After to the Magic Kingdom. This is kind of like the big one everybody was talking about. I know we discussed Harmonious before. Uh, I'm excited about Happily Ever After coming back. I know it's not going to be the exact same show that we got. I really don't care what it is as long as that theme song is there. It gives me goosebumps every single time. I'm staying on Main Street, watching the projections and the fireworks. I love it. What are your guys' thoughts on Happily Ever After coming back to the Magic Kingdom late 2020? I mean, if... Oh, there it is. I'm getting goosebumps right now. <laughs> <laughs> How good is this? It's so oh, good. it's amazing. That's awesome. I'm so oh. oh, it's so good. I mean, uh, okay, so here's the thing. I, I was very vocal when it first dropped about my disdain for Enchantment. It has grown on me a little bit over time. I think the way they tweaked it and gave it a new storyline to link in with the Walt at the beginning, um, I really now quite enjoy it. Um, I'm not passionately, emotionally connected to it like I am to some other things, but um, like the thunderous applause that greeted... We're bringing back Happily Ever After <laughs> is testimony to like literally Disney Twitter and Instagram imploded with the amount of people who were voicing their love for this. Um, it is, I think it's one of those things where we went and we said we were taking away wishes and everybody went, oh, well, it's not going to live up to Wishes because Wishes is amazing. And then Happily Ever After knocked it out of the park. And then when they announced that they were taking Happily Ever After away, there was this moment of trepidation and we were all like, well, maybe it will be incredible again. And I think that only just led to more letdown when Enchantment did finally drop. So um, bringing, back, uh, bringing back Happily Ever After is the number one big thing that needs uh, to be acknowledged as a huge moment coming in 2023. Um, I... 
I, I don't even care if it means they have to extend and spend more money. I will be demanding that my tour extend to fireworks on day one of that attraction of that uh, fireworks show returning. Um, I love it. I was standing in Magic Kingdom on July 2nd, 2021 when uh, Tinkerbell flew for the first time. Um, I love it. And I will, yeah, I have, I can talk for the next 20 minutes on this subject alone. I'll stop. I, I would absolutely love it. I know they've done this before in the past. I don't know if it was the inaugural show or not, but if they could bring back Jordan Fisher and Angie uh, Calhauer, is it Calhauer, uh, to perform would be absolutely epic. Um, I mean, I know it's the song's been, it's a few years old. Uh, both artists have gone on to do other things, but if they could bring them back together on stage at the Magic Kingdom would be I said it absolutely epic. I would love to be there for I'm gonna to try to be there for whenever this date is announced, try to make a park reservation be there because I, I can't wait. I can't wait for this show to come back. There have actually been two events in the last couple of years where I uh, and I haven't been at either of them, but I believe Jordan Fisher has been brought back exclusively to sing it. One was um a cast event for in early July, in like the end of June of 2021 for the cast members uh, of the Magic Kingdom when they were about to bring back Happily Ever After initially. And then one was for some other special event. Um, it might have been another cast member event. But yeah, like Jordan is definitely still in the loop on this track. So um, like he does definitely get a look in. Um, and utilized for special events. So it would not surprise me in the slightest. I am so excited about this. I am legitimately, this may be the thing I'm most excited for because I think everyone knows my opinion on what's going on there right now. It's not the best. I And for me, look, you go from wishes then to happily ever after. We've had 20 plus years of amazing A Kiss Goodnight, you know, with, with fireworks and the shows. Each of those two shows have that moment for me where I tear up. It doesn't matter if it's the first time I've seen it or it's the hundredth time I've seen it, I get emotional because I can look back at memories I have with Riley or Katie, you know, or even as a kid and you know with wishes. And I I it just for me it's 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 the best news we could get. And I cannot wait to stand on Main Street and watch Happily Ever After again. And it's just <laughs> the soundtrack's incredible. I mean it's great. Joe, I think you said at one point you would put this on your motorcycle and just take oh, off riding. It's it's on there. I mean, I've been probably looked at many times when I'm chilling, riding with uh, Festival Fantasy and the, and uh, Happily Ever After are on my list. I still love the image of him in the middle of Bike Week. Yep. It's, it's, it's happened. I will admit, I do turn it down a little bit when I'm at stoplights. You know? <laughs> so, so, Joe, just imagine, okay? <laughs> That's the side of a true Disney fan right there, right? Uh, I just I just picture him looking out the side, giving side eye to the person next to him, and thumbs going, up. "Yeah, that's right." Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> Best of all, fantasy baby, <laughs> happily ever after. La 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 la. I honestly think you know, 2022 saw a lot of things kind of return to quote unquote normal. I think 2023, we are really turning the corner with a lot of things within the Disney company, Walt Disney world. Things are looking up. Things are, projects are getting accomplished. Fan favorites are coming back. Things are being improved. 
Uh, hotels are being approved, which is you know big big to me. I just think 2023 is going to be a great year, and I really look forward to it. Uh, before we close it out, uh, I want to send it for a couple honorable mentions. Dave, you had a couple honorable mentions. I just have one I in particular, one? and I feel no one is talking about it. And I, I have so many questions, and it's just not being discussed. And I, I want to mention uh, the Roundup Rodeo Barbecue coming to Toy Story Land about – it's nearly two months ago. They just totally cut the – um, the bamboo to pieces and we suddenly saw this restaurant front make an appearance. It's already got its marquee up out the front. It's covered uh, so you can't exactly see it but like literally every two days there's somebody climbing around on scaffolding on it doing touch-ups. Like I'm assuming the inside is ready to go. It must be close. Do we have a date on this at all? Oh, it's got to be, I mean, it's got to be real soon. Soon, yeah. It's real soon. And, like, once again, Disney Twitter, Disney Instagram, Disney, like, Disney Parks, media, nobody is talking about it. And I'm like, it's... It's right there. We all see it every day for those of us in the parks. What is going on with this? That's huge for that park. That's huge for that park because it needs another sit down area. You know, it doesn't need this. It needs another three, but we'll take one. This is a huge help. And it's huge help for Toy Story Land because. I mean, the lunchbox only does so much. And when it's 900 degrees outside in July, it's, nobody wants to and sit outside. And an hour and 45 minutes until the next window opens for you to be able to order online. Like, yeah, we need a whole lot back there. And so nobody's talking about it. No, I think it's definitely, This is a conversation that needs to happen. No, I think that's great. I mean, and you know the theming is going to be fantastic. I mean, I've... Oh, I cannot wait. There's been, there's been a few pictures that have been leaked. And it kind of looks like it's kind of similar to the Toy Story Mania uh, theming inside with like stuff on the walls and the ceiling. And you know, it's going to be fantastic. The costumes for the cast members are going to be fantastic. And hopefully the food will be good. I mean, you know, they'll bring in a good chef cause barbecue barbecue is like pizza. Everybody's got their favorites. So you know, they, they need to bring it, but, uh, so far the barbecue and Disney property has been pretty good. So I'm hoping that they, they bring their a game, uh, you know, with, with, uh, the food at this, uh, at, at this establishment. So Justin, what do you got? You got one? Uh, I, I just got one too, but sure. I, I'm really excited about this one because, it impacts a lot of the DDP Today family. As everyone knows, July 14th through the 17th, we're out uh, in Disneyland for the 2023 DDP Today Disneyland Family Vacation. Get a hold of a show at awaywithmetravel.com to get that booked and come out and join us. Lots of families already booked coming out and hanging out. Um, that gets me to, that gets me to uh, I think, one of the biggest things happening, and that's Disney 100. Um, we kind of mentioned at the start of the show. But out in Disneyland, we get all kinds of new stuff, right? We're getting Wondrous Journeys. Um, it's a brand new nighttime spectacular. It says, Gaze in Wonder as 100 years of Disney animation swirls around you in the brand new nighttime spectacular. Um, we get a new World of Color, World of Color 1, um, which I'm super excited about. World of Color for me is absolutely incredible. Uh, we get Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, uh, which will be opening out there. And then we also get Magic Happens Parade, which is beginning February 24, 2023. Um, where you get the return of the whimsical Disneyland uh, Park Parade celebrating magical moments from legendary Disney stories. Uh, Tons of merch, of course, all kinds of decor, lots and lots of great stuff that we're going to be able to experience as a family out there. So excited for Disney 100 out in Disneyland. I mean, it's, it's going to be a great year. I mean, there's a lot going on. The 50th is ending in Walt Disney World. We're switching into the 100th anniversary of the company. Things going on all over the place. It's going to be a lot of fun. 
Yes, it will. And whether you are experiencing new nighttime spectaculars in Disney World, uh, the openings of restaurants or all sorts of different fun things that are coming to Walt Disney World or our parks in general around the world, um, there is one place where you can place photos that you get to take of these exciting additions. And that is on our DDP Today uh, podcast family Facebook page, and that brings us to our favorite thing every week, particularly Mike's favorite thing, and that is Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. It's time for it's time us to for get us our Picks of the Week. Well, fellas, there have been some incredible picks. Uh, the Facebook page has been blowing up over the last week as everybody celebrated the holiday season uh, with some great photos uh, of the way they were celebrating and keeping it Disney as they celebrated. Uh, Justin, I'm going to start with you, my friend. Um, what is your pick of the week? Super excited. Man, there were so many great ones. And it's just, I mean, literally with the holidays and everything, um, so many to choose from. But, of course, you know the way to my heart is Disney food, and I'm going with my buddy Anker. Uh, he's a Disney-inspired dinner, beer cheese soup from Canada with num-num cookies from Hollywood Studios for dessert. Everything looks incredible. Uh, we did a lot of cooking and trying out new drinks at our house over the holidays, so I love seeing him bringing some Disney flair uh, into their house over the holidays as well. And I cannot wait to see Anker down in uh, Walt Disney World for Marathon Weekend. He is down there uh, hanging out, and we're going to celebrate our Give Kids the World charity, which we'll talk about as we close the show up. Amazing. Joe? So mine goes to uh, a family, uh, Dave, that you may uh, have uh, visited with in the Magic Kingdom. Mine goes out to Tim Jackson and his family. He states a great family vacation that's in the books. They had a great time spending uh, the week uh, leading up to Christmas at Disney's Beach Club Resort and in the Magic Kingdom in the parks, uh, riding old and new attractions uh, to dining, uh, the droid building, character meet and greets, and meeting our very own brother, Dave Griffiths, in the park. Uh, in the flesh, uh, in his plaid, doing his thing. Just great pictures. Thank you for sharing your vacation with us. And for that, Tim gets my picks of the week. It was so much fun to be able to catch up with him for even just a few moments. They actually walked past me earlier in the day and went, hi, Dave. And I kind of went, oh, hi. And didn't really realize who it was. And then I, he posted that he'd uh, seen me and I went, wait, did you say hi? And he went, well, we said hi. We didn't stop. And I'm like, no, yeah, like you're entitled to tackle me. Okay. Like anyway, um, it was wonderful. And it looked like Tim had an incredible time, uh, over the course of, uh, his visit, uh, in the lead up to Christmas. Um, I'm going to give a little bit of a broad spectrum shout out to a couple of groups of people, uh, because there were just some really great photos that came up of people keeping at Disney in the way that they celebrated the holidays. Uh, Joel Johns, Joel Johns, um, had, um, matching onesies for the whole family, uh, which were adorable and had, um, Mickey Mouse ears on the onesies, which were great. Um, I want to mention, uh, something that the Facebook group got to know about, about 
I know it was nearly a month ago and I didn't talk about it because I was worried that her husband, um, may, who I don't think is on the Facebook group, may have listened to an episode. Uh, so I did not mention uh, Laurie Templeton Euler with uh, getting the gift for her husband, which was uh, Tony Stark's uh, heart, proof that Tony Stark has a heart uh, in a glass case, which I thought was great. Um, and then the other one, of course, uh, Lindsay Ray being stuck inside for four days during the blizzard in upstate New York um, and some great photos and some fun Disneyness. And it would not be complete if I didn't mention uh, the matching T-shirts of Derek Pitzer and family. And I love these particularly because they were Bluey themed this year um, and everybody in the family getting a cool Bluey shirt um, as their theme for their matching shirts that they unwrapped on Christmas Eve. Uh, super jealous. Um, if you have a spare in a medium, I will always take it. <laughs> nice. Let me, let me, just really quick about the Bluey thing. You've got us hooked on Bluey. Like my kid's ten now, so she may be, but we love it. There's an episode where yeah. we have referenced almost every morning when I dropped her off at school, and it's an episode where one of the kids, and I don't know his name, but he he couldn't put it's his backpack girl. on, and he's just she she's just spinning in circles. But it's it's yep. one of the friends. It's not it's not like Bluey or oh okay. And I'm trying and, to remember which one it is, but yeah. So now okay. I'll hold Riley's book bag out, and, and once she gets one on arm, I make the other one impossible, so she has to spin in circles like Bluey. You know? Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Dad win. What did I? What did I tell you? Watch three episodes, and I it's, challenge you to stop. It's addicting. You can't. Joe, have you watched Bluey yet? I have not. No. Yeah. You know why? Yeah. Yeah. You know. Who? You know why I know that? It's because you're not making Bluey references in your you, life. Because if you, you, you watch three episodes. You'd already be in the middle of it, okay? First time I ever saw an episode, I walked into the great Rick Reagan's house, and he was watching an episode. And I sat down with him, and him and I watched There were no children there, no children. correct? No, no children, just Rick, no just chilling. Just and Rick and Katie. Sitting on a and couch Josh, watching Josh Bluey. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. What, what's not club? I think I'm missing out. Yeah. yeah. Get on it. <laughs> sort your life out, Joe. I'm, I'm, work, I'm working on it, Dave, all right? <laughs> all right. Um, they, they are our picks of the week. And a big thank you to everybody who participates. Uh, a shout out to our amazing, amazing uh, listeners that participate and create this community that comes together. I'm actually putting it out there. I did this about a year ago. And uh, I haven't even told Justin this, but I'm just going to start doing it right now. Uh, my Over the next couple of weeks, uh, as we head through January, uh, my pitch is this, and that is that January is a time of growth. It's a time of new year. Um, and it's a time of uh, letting people discover something new like the DDP today podcast. Uh, if you do not, if you have a Disney friend that is your Disney friend and they are not listening, you're not being a good Disney friend. All right. <laughs> so my challenge is for each of our listeners, uh, to share DDP today uh, with their Disney community. If it's another Facebook page, if it's another uh, group, if it's a if it's a random person that you see on the subway that uh, has a Disney book in their hand, um, th this is your this is your call to action to say, hey. 
let's spread some DDP love because DDP is all about spreading the love. Uh, that's why we're here is to make people smile and we want more people smiling. Um, so my challenge, right? Not like that, Justin, that's not, that's a not good, good smile. No. It, we'll work on it. We'll workshop it. Okay. Um, I'm really glad this is a podcast and not something people can watch because yeah, we'd get less people, uh, subscribing. Um, like steal their phone and just go into their podcast app and just uh, subscribe. That's my new approach is um, steal people's phones and subscribe uh, to DDP today. It'll pop up in the middle of their listening while they're out on a run and they'll get introduced to something new. Um, welcome them to the family. And once they are listening, you can also welcome them to our Facebook page. Um, let's continue to grow this and to spread that love together. Because when we spread that love together, we achieve amazing things. Am I right, Justin? You're 100% right. Um, that brings me to a great announcement that we get to make, guys. Look, four months ago, we set off on a journey with our, our DDP Sorcerers running team uh, to try to attain a goal of raising money for Give Kids the World, to send children, uh, critical little children, and their families to the theme parks at no cost to them on a vacation to where they could escape the troubles that they've been through and have that time to create memories that last a lifetime. You know, we, we Dave hit it perfectly with talking about how this is such a positive place. And <clears throat> I remember when we all talked about it and I was, you know, we talked with, with uh, Matt and, and John and, and uh, Anker and, you know, the, the all, all five of us, of course. And we set a goal originally of $5,000 and I, the great Rick Reagan texted me, he said, $5,000 is wrong with you. We're going to, we're going to crush this. And so we raised it to $10,000. And guys, right now it's uh it's it's almost ten o'clock at night. It's December the twenty seventh, and as of this moment, um, with your help, your donations, your generosity, your love, your giving spirit, um, and and there's a couple companies out there that have company matched as well, which we thank you guys. We've raised eleven thousand two hundred and nine dollars. That is incredible. Yeah, man. What a testimony to what this group of people can do. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. And Joe, you like, know, uh, you know, go ahead, Dave. Sorry. No, I was just going to say that I'll talk for a second because, like, talking about this for a second and reading that number aloud, you should see Justin's face. He's a little emotional about yeah, this, aren't you, mate? It, you know, it's it's weird because it starts for me five years ago in a garage um, with two other guys chatting about Disney because we love Disney. When and you just, formed a band and created grunge we music? We did. We do, our our oh, band okay, only cool. lasted a week. Uh, okay, so we cool. thought, let's talk Disney instead. And <laughs> okay, so cool. now fast forward, and we've got such this great community. It's, you know, And then for, for them to be so generous and for them to you know, be so positive and, and to spread the love. And you know, I, I get the emails every time somebody donates. And I might be having a tough day. And all of a sudden, this email will pop up, and it will just be like, so-and-so donated you know, this amount. And, you know... There were large donations, there were small donations, but every donation matters and every donation meant a lot. And to know that they're right now sitting somewhere, there's a kid um, who is going through a really tough time. And because of this community, now they're going to have a week to be able to smile. It just, you guys are the best. You really are. If you don't stop talking, I'm going to cry, and then Joe's <laughs> going to be the only one holding right, gonna, this podcast I'm, together. I'm going to okay? step in and hold this together. Look, 
Thanks. I, appreciate it. Guys. I have <laughs> been to give kids the world. I went there a few years ago. I have a friend who, who works there uh, seasonally. I, I saw the, uh, when they had the, uh, the, the lights, you could walk through the lights and it was like the fundraiser there. Night of a million lights. Thank was you very incredible. much. Absolutely incredible. It's such a cool place. It's, and it's obviously you can't just walk on there, right? You have to be, they have a reason to be there. And it is an amazing, they do so much with that facility and what they do for the families there and taking it to all the different theme parks, not only Disney world, they go to other theme parks as well. It's absolutely amazing. And for somebody who, you know, my wife works for a nonprofit and there's a lot of competition out there. And the fact that five guys sitting around some microphones and an amazing group of people that all share a common bond for Disney world and Disney and all things good, like are going to have an effect on two families and they're going to create memories that are going to last, last themselves a lifetime. And it's going to make a, a sick boy or a girl. It's going to make their day and the family's day and just let them relax for five minutes. That is absolutely just, it's mind blowing. And one of the things, two, and, and two families. Oh, sorry. Oh yeah. So, and, and Dave, you, Justin asked us this when we, we, and Mike did when we came on the show, like what's, what's the difference with coming and joining this community and Dave, you and I have saw, we joined at the same time together. Like this is absolutely amazing. I, all throughout the summer, I said, Oh, this community is amazing meeting everybody, but this is just like ridiculous how this group of people can affect two families. It's just, it's, it's absolutely amazing. And from my family to yours and I, on behalf of all the guys here, absolutely amazing. Thank you guys so much. Uh, I can't wait to, uh, for Justin to, you know, present the, present the check and have these families just have an amazing week. It's just, it's absolutely awesome. It really is. Yeah. Uh, two families that are dealing with, insurmountable odds and going through something that I don't fathom. I'm blessed that I haven't had to stare down these challenges in my life. And it's just an incredible or inspiring experience to be attached to a group of people who just come together like this. Um, we, we may have reached that $10,000 goal. Um, but if anybody is still looking to donate, um, we will, will gladly, uh, roll that in. And, uh, it might be a little bit of a mammoth effort to start uh, aiming towards a third family. <laughs> but I mean, if we're already at 11,000, we're, we're, we're doing a great job. So, um, if we do have the ability to dig deep, particularly at this time of, uh, the holidays and giving, um, this is such a wonderful cause, um, to do something, uh, special, for and uh, for a great group of people to then come to Disney World and run the marathon in the name of this donation um, is just I, I I'm without words I I I have enough trouble running to the end of my block and back let alone <laughs> running a marathon let alone running a marathon for an incredible reason like this it's wonderful thank you so much to uh, Sorcerer's Running Group. Uh, and uh, their their involvement with DDP today uh, and the banner that they fly on behalf of us. It was wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't say, I mean, I'm, I can't say, you know, enough thanks to all the guys over there as well for doing this. It just, it, I, I'm almost like stuttered because it's just, it's so amazing what the, you know, what, what we've all done and what the guys over there have done. I mean, Marathon Weekend, it's next weekend. It's going to be absolutely amazing. Uh, it's going to be kind of the culmination to a great process and all the thanks to those guys for putting that together. And it's just absolutely awesome. So, uh, I think I couldn't think of a better way to close out this show and moving into 2023 than with the announcement of that. So Justin, thank you for announcing that. So with that, 
Uh, I don't know how we're going to top closing words, but Justin, no, I'll throw it to good, you man. first. I mean, do we just, I don't even, I think we just leave it at that for closing words. So, just, I mean, yeah, yeah we're, take us, take us to Patreon. Let's going have to, some fun. We're going to Patreon. So uh, stand by. You guys are up next. And uh, for, on behalf of Justin and Dave, uh, I'm Joe and uh, we'll see you guys uh, at the next episode. Have a good night. See you real soon, guys. Cheers. See you next year. Next year. On behalf of the Disney Dads, we want to say thank you. We hope you find a little magic in your life every day, spread some Disney love, and keep moving forward. And they all lived happily ever after. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin. Let the wonder... This has been YDF Media Productions.